0: Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host Andrew Mitchell. Today we've got a unique opportunity where we're actually going to have a two-part episode on community. I have a great conversation with Jason Neal and there was so much information that it just didn't make sense to cut it down and so we're going to do that in two parts. So we'll have this one today and then we'll get part two that will come out in two weeks. Um, the other thing is I wanted to give you guys kind of a save the date, uh, May 23rd, we're going to be doing a boot of the podcast. So we do our normal eight episode season and a bonus episode. You're not going to want to miss that because we're going to be covering some changes and some exciting updates, uh, for things coming to the future of the stewardship podcast. So again, May 23rd, mark that on your calendar. Uh, The bonus episode will release then, and we'll be sure to include you on some important updates. So let's not wait any longer. Here's my conversation about community with Jason Neal. Jason, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Definitely. Super excited to have this conversation. And so I thought we'd just start off by just getting to know you a little bit. Mm -hmm. If somebody asks the question, you know, who is Jason Neal? You know, what's the the essentials to
1: know and, and where you're at today? I guess uh, the essentials is just I'm just a normal guy. I'm a a chemistry teacher. I've been teaching for almost 25 years, uh, 24 years, I guess. Um, Married for 26 years. And I love my job. I love my family. I love Jesus. (laughs) And uh, so. I guess that's the first thing I'd say about myself. I don't know. Uh I guess That's we'll great. No more as it go on.
0: Definitely, definitely that's great. I feel like the 26 years of marriage, that's like that's a huge feat. So I mean, you know, way to lead by example in that realm.
1: <laughs> it is funny how many people, you know, say like, wow, it's a huge feat, but since I have such a great wife, it's actually been kind of easy. <laughs>
0: but, that's great. <laughs> Give the glory to somebody else. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so today we're talking a little bit about stewardship and how that applies to community. So can you can you start us off in that conversation with just a little bit of a definition of you know how you view stewardship?
1: Yeah, I, I think the word you know stewardship is simply taking care of something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a steward, you're a, almost like a servant. You know, you're, you're you're taking care of something that's been entrusted to you. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if I think of stewarding community, it's, you know, how do you take care of community? You know, like, mm-hmm. how do you look at that? If community is a gift that is given, um, I'd say given by God, mm-hmm. you know, what am I doing to take care of that? Definitely. Definitely. So can you give us
0: maybe a practical example of maybe how you've seen that play out in your own life, whether it's specifically to community or maybe another area of life that you can say, you know, this is something that I've really seen this play out.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe the simplest way to, to look at it might be with marriage. Mm. Um, you know, marriage is community. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're together with, with uh, your wife and Uh, it needs to be taken care of you know and so it requires a lot of sacrifice Um, your time is not your own and Mm. you know it it, it, it's kind of like i remember when we were uh, married first married and you know i had just become a christian and i thought wow you know god has really taught me a lot about uh selfishness and not living selfishly sure and then you get married and there's somebody else in your space <laughs> and in your house and you know sharing your sink while you're brushing your teeth and all all these things and it's like oh selfishness there's a whole nother level to what selfishness yeah. is and and then a, a couple years later we had a, a, our first child oh you know so i thought in the <laughs> first the first couple of years of marriage like oh all right yeah. i've learned not to be selfish now and then a, a baby comes along and there's no more quick trip to the grocery store there's no quick trip anywhere nothing's quick about getting ready to go and it's like oh and then another child comes along and it's like oh my goodness we have four kids now you know and it's like (laughs) you you can't be very selfish yeah in 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 this and so you know community stewarding community means giving Mm. of myself to my relationships
0: definitely and
1: then you know most people feel they're full and then well what about the church community at large or Mm. relationships outside of your own home those take stewarding as well and taking care of and so what am I going to do with the time God gives me yeah the resources God gives me and they're his and so how am I going to use it
0: definitely and I feel like there's so much of a conversation today or a concern, and maybe this has been for longer than today, but obviously seeing it a lot in people today of, you know, being concerned of people taking advantage of me. So if I'm this giving person, my concern then becomes like, well, all these people are just taking from me and nobody's ever giving to me. I'm curious, you know, as we, you know, start to dive into this, how would you, you know, respond to to, to a thought like that?
1: Well, um, we're stewards, see, mm. so it's not my time, mm. right? It's yep. Jesus's time. Yep. We're just taking care of his time. Sure. Uh, same thing with money, you know? So yes, being a very giving, a generous person, so it's not my money. Yep. So we usually think about that in terms of, well, it's not mine, so I should give it. But just give, yeah. give, 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 give all the time yep. is not it either. Right And so how often, you know, Jesus was begged, please stay longer, please stay longer. Nope. I got to go preach in the other towns. Sure. You know, I've got to go here or, hey, disciples, come away by yourself. And so it's not really being a giving person or not being a giving person, whether you're talking about time or money, it's more taking care of what belongs to someone else. So
0: So it sounds (laughs) like there's definitely a level of discernment as we're approaching, whether it's money, community, anything from a stewardship mindset to know yes or no when it comes to that specific thing and, and how we're stewarding.
1: Totally. And, and the great thing is it's, you know, we we get to walk with, you know, the, the one who owns our time and money is, yeah. is God and he is not dead. Yep. <laughs> He's alive. So you get to ask him, you know, yeah. how should I use my time? You know, and, and there are specific things that he can, you know, do to to teach us and show us and even yeah. using community in our life to help us with that. Yeah. You know, if I'm a, if I'm too giving or too selfish and I'm connected, yep. You know, your wife and children will have a way of telling you um <laughs> you're <laughs> you're too fill in the blank whether yeah. giving or selfish and they may not even, you know, say it in those terms, but your community and especially church community as a whole have a way of communicating that to you so you get some great feedback too definitely so we've started already kind of throwing around this term
0: community and i think Mm -hmm. when we say that everybody gets a picture in their mind of you know oh this is what community is or this is what it's not can you kind of lead us into that by just giving us a definition of community and maybe some of the the things that are there that we may not know are there (laughs) or something that defines community as opposed to You know, maybe just a group of acquaintances getting together or Mm. something like that.
1: Wow, that's really good. That's why this is your podcast. You know the questions to ask. That's good. we we got to talk about what in the world's community. Yeah. There's probably not as much confusion. What is money? (laughs) True. But community has been defined, redefined, misdefined, and changed um, Mm. through the decades and generations. Sure. So... Even the word family, uh, kind of, I'll throw that in there, too. I, I was driving by a, a pizza place, that uh, and that is my favorite food. Uh, but um, I was driving by a pizza place and, and within the last year or two, and, and on the sign it said, when you buy our pizza, you become part of our family or, or something mm. like that. I'm like, no, you don't. You become a customer. <laughs> <laughs> and, you are, and it, you, it, That's not what a family is. So, yeah, yeah. So it's very good to start with community. What in the world is it? Um, you know it's it's togetherness Hmm. um the the word the word church uh Mm -hmm. in in the greek ekklesia uh Mm -hmm. might might be the right way to pronounce it um but i'm not greek scholar so but anyway it's the called out ones you know those who are called out and they they're together They, they are called out to belong to jesus so it's you know, you read Acts, and it says all the disciples were together. So yeah. community has to be together. It's it's not. When I talk about community, I'm not talking theoretical. Sure. You know, I'm part of the greater Grand Rapids community. Okay, yeah. well, uh, that's only defined by geography and sure. not really defined with with relationships. Sure. So, you know, if we're thinking about community, it's it's the actual connected relationships mm. that that we have, like that are not theoretical. Sure. Um, so that's what I think of when I think of community. Yep. And even as I'm thinking here, my eyes are squinting. I'm like, man, that, that doesn't seem to really do it justice, <laughs> sure. but, uh, it's a commonness, a togetherness. Um, there's a bond that, mm. that, that, that drives community, Yeah. you know, so my son's in a basketball league and they mm-hmm. talk about the basketball community. Oh, what a great community sure. we have yep. and, and Okay. We do, but the season's over and the community's over too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, for the most part. Yeah. So uh, I guess, and we can talk about any aspect of community you want, but when yeah. I think of community, I think of more the lasting, the deep community. Definitely. Uh, maybe even fellowship might be thrown in there. Okay. Um, so in First John chapter 1... Mm-hmm. John is talking and he's saying you know what I'm telling you about Jesus what we yeah. we've seen him we've touched him we've heard him and you know I'm telling you what we've seen and heard so that you can have fellowship with us yeah so that you can have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with him <laughs> yeah. and and so fellowship between like you and me or with anybody is going to be rooted in Jesus Christ yeah so maybe I'll pause there and and that's kind of what I'm thinking when I'm thinking community
0: yeah and
1: I mean one of the things that comes to mind is
0: I've I've often told people it's the simple things that often evade us so when you talk about togetherness
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know even you said as you're talking about that like that doesn't seem to capture but there is an essence there that again like sometimes that's the thing that's the thing that we struggle with yes is just you know setting aside you know this badge of busyness to say mm-hmm. like I'm gonna go be with a group of people and, right. you know, I'm going to be, you know, I feel like, you know, some terminology that I've heard that I've felt like has been impactful in that space is mm. to, to be known and to know others. Mm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of a long yeah know, think that we all have. Yeah. Transparent. And yeah. Yeah. That's a great way <laughs> to put it. Um, so yeah, I mean, as we continue to think about community and obviously you've kind of laid a baseline for us of, um, a relationship with Jesus. And that's kind of the baseline that we, we have to be striving for that to Mm -hmm. be able to truly be a part of a transparent community. I'm curious, you know, thinking about, you know, people as they're trying to find this thing. I mean, do you have any tips or any things that you would tell people of like, focus on these things or this one thing and like, keep your eyes open for these other things that are going on that
1: can help you find community? Um, well, I guess, you know, I, 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 I think that is a longing of, mm-hmm. of our culture. Sure. Um, you know, as a, as a teacher, you know, I know, like, a lot of my students, they, you know, I've done some research and reading, and, mm-hmm. and, and then there's even, like, the teachers all get together and have professional development about, like, social sure. media and how people are plugged into social media, and yeah. yet they feel more alone. Yeah. And, and it's not fulfilling, and so, so that's why I think it is a longing, mm-hmm. um, that people are wanting community and what to look for tips. I, I think it's uh, second Corinthians 13, five comes to mind where, where Paul's writing to the Corinthians and he says, you know, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith, test mm-hmm. yourselves. And I think first and foremost, um, looking for community in and of itself would probably be a mistake okay. because community is found in Jesus. Sure. And so we need to ask ourselves, we need to examine ourselves to see, are we in the faith? Are we mm-hmm. in Jesus? Like for real, yeah. does he own us? Yeah. Does he own our time, our resources? You know, you are not your own. You're bought with a price, the Bible yeah. says. So do we view it that way? And if we if we if we do believe that, you know, putting air quotes around believe, it's got to affect how we live. Sure. And so we're going to live differently. Yeah. Striving after knowing Him better. Yeah. And then when we meet somebody else who seems to know Jesus well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it make, it makes me want to be with them. Sure. I'm like, man, I wanna. I want to get more of what they've got. Yeah. You know, I, I want this. This person knows Jesus in, in in a deeper way in some areas, or yeah, I want to I want to know Jesus, and yeah. so I want to be around that person more, yeah. and more. Or maybe somebody doesn't know Jesus very well. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm motivated to be with them too because I want to help them know For Jesus sure. better. You know, so whatever stage of life or walk I'm in, it, it's Jesus that's motivating things. Yeah. So take a good hard look. Does Jesus own my time? You know, mm-hmm. does he own does he own your time, um, and is he the most important thing in your life? Do you you know? Jesus said, "What love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, yeah. and love your neighbor as yourself." If you're not interested in those two things, then community is going to elude you. And if you do find community yeah. around something else, it it won't only you know it'll deceive you. I think. Yeah. So it's
0: almost like almost a question I want to back up and Mm -hmm. ask because I think when we maybe this is kind of just a misnomer that we have about community as a whole Mm -hmm. is you know we think of groups of people and Mm -hmm. like 10 20 30 you know I mean some people would consider their church which is a thousand people community Mm and um you know that's another conversation that we'll get to in a little bit but if we back up and start to you know as we're defining community is there kind of like a a baseline number that you would say, okay, this is community. I know you mentioned, you know, marriage being a community, which, you know, if we look at that as, you know, husband, wife, Jesus, like three people, like that's kind of community. Right, right. Um, but I'm curious, you know, if you looked at just kind of in your answer there of looking at, you know, okay, if, if we're really seeking after Jesus and having him be in control of everything that we do and what we think about and could, I guess the the real question I'm getting at is, you know, could there be a place where it's me and Jesus and that's community?
1: Well, I suppose, you know, if you're on a deserted island, you know, uh, you know, you can fellowship with Jesus, you know, you're thrown (laughs) thrown in prison for the faith, solitary confinement. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Um, but, you know, when Jesus says, and uh, in, in, especially in the in the gospel of John, he's like, all right, guys, I'm about ready to leave yeah. the planet here. I'm going to get crucified and, uh, you know, you won't see me and then you'll see me and all this stuff. And I got one thing I ask you to do while I'm gone. Uh, love one another mm. the way I've loved you. Yep. The way you've seen me lay down my life, the way you've seen me love love you. That's how I want you to love one another. And yeah. greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. So it would be really difficult then to say, well, I just, I have great community with Jesus. Sure. I'm not really interested in people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus says, uh, you know, so there's a real disconnect yeah. there because Jesus is interested in people. Yeah. And yeah, so... Yeah, solitary confinement, deserted island—you know, different sure. circumstances and things. But in general, um, you know, these three remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You know, yeah. it's real hard to be, you know, loving. You're a real loving person while you're by yourself in your closet. Yeah, you know, it's kind of tough. Yeah, no, that's a great. So,
0: so I mean, it could, it could start with this me and Jesus idea, but it can't stay there. Or well, you yeah. could have a period of time where that makes sense. Again, deserted island solitude. Yeah, confined. yeah. I
1: mean, it's gotta. Everybody needs to know Jesus for themselves. Right. You know, you're not gonna get it. Yeah. you're not gonna walk with Jesus because I am. Right. Or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely,
0: that's great. Yeah. So I hit on it a little bit mm-hmm. as I was asking that question, but. You know, let's just start wading into this idea of you know how does church and community come together, or what's kind of the cross
1: section of those two? Sure. Well, you know, we got to look at what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. You know, look at look at Acts. Um, and I don't have a Bible in front of me, so, so you'll have to fact check <laughs> me. You'll have to verse check me. But in Acts chapter two, toward the end, Acts chapter four, I think, uh, also toward the end, um, you have this description of church life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I believe, you know, we're talking 3,000 people. Yeah. Um, I think there's more. Maybe by chapter 4, there might even be 5,000. And I don't even know if it doesn't say just men. And, you know, sure. maybe there's more than that. But, you know, all the believers, it, you look at X 2 and X 4, it says they were together. Yeah they broke bread together they they were devoted to the apostles teaching to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer yep. every day they, they they were they were taking their meals together they were they were meeting together in the temple courts which some people don't realize that's that's more like a public park sure they, they would like wow those are where the apostles are let's go it'd be like you know you and me you know here we are in grand rapids so i don't know Let's go up to Richmond Park. Let's sure. go up to John Ball Zoo and see if there's Christians there. Let's sure. let's see if somebody's teaching today. You're like what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's snowing out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but so there is this together, and, and yeah. it says all the believers, all the believers were of mm. one heart and mind, one heart, and one soul, mm. and they were together daily. Yeah. They were in public and from house to house. Yeah. So obviously, three thousand people weren't in one house.
0: Yeah.
1: But a synergy, a a flow of life where they, that that was the honest description. Sure. And then compare that to what we call, I'm going to put it in quotes, church today. Yeah. Does it look anything like that? Mm. And I think that's a, we've got to have an honest question about that. Like, look at, okay, you know, what a great community. Well, there's levels of community. Yeah. My son's basketball group, that's a community. Yeah. Okay. You know, there, there's communities, you know, we're in the greater Grand Rapids area, community. Okay. But like when we talk about church community, who gets to define that? That's that's the realm of Jesus. Sure. You know, that's the Bible's going to define that for us. And so if we want to claim the term community and then talk about church community, we, you know, we'd really like it to look like the Bible. Yeah. Um, so these are descriptors in Acts 2 and 4, but there's also commands. Yep. So we can look at Hebrews 3, you know, 12 through 14 in there, maybe verse 13, it says to exhort or encourage one another every day. Yep. So we have narrative descriptors in Acts, yep. and we have imperative commands in Hebrews 3 and all over the place about loving one another. Yeah. So uh, did
0: I answer the question or did I ramble? <laughs> no, I think you definitely hit the question in there. Yeah. Um, to a certain extent, I think. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the follow-up that I would ask to that is, um, you know, as we as we look at, and, and maybe this just comes from a little bit of personal experience as far as, you know, it seems like in today's day and age, there's there's a movement of kind of house churches becoming a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, instead of gathering mm-hmm. in this big, you know, building where we're, you know, a thousand people, or maybe you're in a smaller church, so it's maybe, you know, 100, 150 people, whatever it is, mm-hmm. people moving more to this idea of, you know, four to 10 people gathering in a home and doing what I would call small as beautiful, big church in a small right, setting. Right. Um, and so, you know, kind of thinking that through, I think it almost feels, people feel like, well, then I can know, you know, when I'm sitting in that small setting, Mm -hmm. I can know everybody that's in the room. I can, there can be relationships there, Mm -hmm. but there still seems like we're still almost missing some of kind of the main point of that. And I think you kind of hit on that to a certain extent of like Hacks, it's, it's a description, it's a story of what was going on and so there's probably pieces that we should be striving for in that right but also looking at the commands are more of the like here's what you have to do and here's how you achieve these things and yeah i don't know i don't know if that gives
1: anything else to kind of
0: respond to i think
1: so um i think a a number you know can we have community more effectively if we keep it to under 20 or under 15 or well, Jesus picked twelve disciples. Maybe that's the magic number, you know, or, or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. Um And again, let's let's pick you know, small church, small group, house yeah. church, small group, cell group, yep. whatever the fad is, whatever title you want to put on it. Does your small group look like biblical description of community? Yeah. You know. uh, if you're devoted to one another, um, committed to one another, loving each other, and sacrificing for each other uh, on a on a daily basis, then I say, okay, well, uh, that sounds like biblical community. Yeah. But if you're part of a small group and you know you feel more known um, because you might have a, you might share a meal together every couple of weeks. Sure. But that still doesn't match what we read it in the Bible. Yeah. It, it maybe is better than the semi-annual potluck meal <laughs> you know I mean, there's yeah. lot layers to it but yeah. you know love one another and I'm, I'm gonna really try to be around my brothers and sisters every couple weeks to love on them sure or even every week every every sunday night that's our small group meeting
0: yeah
1: you know I, I think that falls short you know how would your marriage last if that was your relationship <laughs> Yeah, you know when you love somebody, Paul. Read Philippians. You know, like I long to see you guys. I yeah. can't wait to be with you guys. Yeah, I long for you for you know Thessalonians. You guys are my joy and my crown. Mm. Uh, I long for you with the affection of God. God can testify that I long for you with the affection of Christ Jesus. So when people long to be together. Yeah, they don't do every two weeks. Like, like sure. just look at a dating relationship. Since when? Oh man, I guess I gotta go on a date. Oblige, <laughs> you know. It's like, you know, sometimes I, you gotta tell your kids, like, whoa, man, don't you think you're seeing her a little too much, son? You know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, genuine yeah. heart love rather than ideas, idea driven. It's, yeah, it's just so crucial. Yeah. And I feel
0: like as we continue to, or as I continue to ask questions, we continue to talk about this. There almost, there almost comes this level of, you know, with everything, it's like, well, maybe, like, that mm-hmm. That could be the case, or mm-hmm. it could be this other thing. So it almost seems like there's not this set checklist of, you know, here's what community has to look like if you do these five things, like, you're on your way, or, you know, whatever that is.
1: Right, right. No, there, there, there isn't a five-step program or 10-step program <laughs> that I know of. Um, it, it is an emptying of yourself. Sure. Uh, Romans 12, one and 2 um, says to, uh, in view of God's mercy, mm-hmm. because we see, uh, you know, therefore by the mercies of God, because we've received the mercies of God, we want to offer ourselves as living sacrifice, yeah. holy and acceptable to him. And it says, "This is our spiritual act of worship." Or some translations would read, "This is our reasonable service." It's mm-hmm. reasonable. And then right after that, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but <clears throat> you know, don't don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed yeah. by the renewing of our minds. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His yeah. good, perfect, and pleasing will. So, I think if anybody's looking for God's will in community, and that's exactly what I've tried to say already, you need, there's there's a program there. Finding yeah. God's will in anything. And it's outlined for us how to find God's will. Step one, think about how merciful God's been to you. Sure. And respond to that yep. by offering yourself as a living sacrifice.
0: Yeah.
1: Crawl up on the altar and say, Lord, what can I give you? Sure. Not because I'm earning anything or because I want I, I want your favors, but what can I give you because I'm grateful for your mercy? Yeah. Offer, you know. What can I give you? Not instead of, oh, what do I have to give? Or what are you going to take from me? (laughs) What can I give you? And you know what? Look around the world that you find yourself in and realize what Jesus said, that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Mm -hmm. And don't conform to the patterns of the world. Don't go looking to the world... Uh, the, the, the unbelievers for definitions and ideas of, of wh- how you're supposed to spend your time and live. Yeah. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let God renew you through the scriptures, through prayer of the other believers and then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yeah. And I think anybody who's listening to this or considering any aspect of God's will, anybody looking for community, if they're not a living sacrifice, so that goes back to examine yourself. Yeah. if you're not a living sacrifice. If you're not like actively trying to not conform, you know stay away from the patterns of this world and, and just offering yourself sacrificially, God owns you. I don't know how you'd ever know about anything, let alone sure. community.
0: Thanks for tuning into the Stewardship Podcast. Just as a quick reminder, be sure to mark your calendar for May 23rd. That's when our bonus episode's gonna release and you won't wanna miss the updates that we've got for you then. As always, if you loved the podcast today, be sure to go in and give us a five-star rating. When you're a newer podcast, those reviews are extremely important for us to continue to grow and do more things. Lastly, uh, don't forget to connect with us on our socials or connect with Andrew Mitchell um, on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, We're happy to bring you into the community. In two weeks, we'll have part two of the community episode. So you won't want to miss that. And In the meantime, be a good steward.